Sentire Media podcast listener thank you so much for downloading our podcast from italy i'm jason ciao i'm ashley and together we own operate live in and are coming to you from the kitchen of lato lato thank you an agriturismo cooking school and little slice of paradise located in piobico italy in the heart of the country italia are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, you can you you uh No, I was pulling up something for later, but yes, I'm ready. Okay, today is the 20th of February. A oh my god, is Wednesday or that. Thursday? Thursday. It is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, 20th of February, a Thursday. It is a warm and wet rainy day here in central Italy. Um it's too warm actually. It is too warm. It flowers are starting to but I know we keep talking about this, but it is not good. No, it's just weirdly warm. We're heading to the coast today, and more on that later, but I, the coast is always two weeks ahead, so I wonder what the hell's going on over there. We have trees that are blooming, uh, fruit trees that are blooming. We have uh, the um, wild green, like the um, oh nettle gosh, that normally comes up in April. The wild radicchio? The wild radicchio, that normal, and that's things that normally come mid-March, end of March, early April, is now here at the mid to late February. So it sounds great, like, oh, spring's on its way, but really, it's not good. <laughs> no, because here's why. Every year we've lived here for the past six years, every March we've had snow. <laughs> so um, we are still not in the clear, and it gives us this false hope to start planting things. Or, I mean, I know we've got to start seeds and things like that soon anyway, but it's just confusing. <laughs> It well, yeah. I, it's gonna screw up the. It's gonna screw up the trees. It's gonna. It's gonna throw the whole. The whole. We've had frost in May, so it's like yeah. you just. But anyway, okay. This week coming up, what's up? Doctor Gaji have the Godster turns sixty five, and if you've listened to this podcast with even a few times, you will. We talk about the the old Doctor Gaji all the time, and it's the Godster. His, the Godster. It's his sixty fifth birthday, and we will be having. Lunch and Saturday to celebrate. Yep. With- Jason always wants to do a great gift idea, but we never get our stuff together. <laughs> no. I want to do a, um, like a, um, emergency, like a, a gag gift where I get like a box and it's the, um, the emergency box for survival kit. survival kit. Thank you. So only open it in case of, you know, <laughs> emergencies. Uh, I want to put in there, let's see, all things the doctor loves. So I want to put a framed picture of Berlusconi. I want to put a um, copy of uh, the autobiography of Il Duce, uh, Mussolini. <laughs> a bag of potato chips. A bag of potato chips, a, a small cafe, a small coffee maker, the mocha, and a thing of coffee. Uh, a bottle of Sambuca, because he has to have that. A bottle of whiskey. Some dried sausages. Dried sausages. Because uh, we know he could live off of those. This, these are things that he could be content, like, if, with this survival kit, he could be content for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, we also need to throw in there... Um, the branches he likes to smoke. Yeah, the uh, tree branches he uh-huh. smokes uh-huh. from down by the river. Mm-hmm. But I can never get my act together in time. I know. So we'll most likely get him a really nice bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, well, what do you get for the guy who he's got every toy? I know he's got every tool. I know he gets mad at me when I buy him gifts that are are expensive and cost money. Why am I spending my money on these? Oh things? wait, we should do. I, we still have time. Um, was it your idea to do the all expenses paid getaway for two weekend getaway to La Tavola Market? For oh, two? that's true. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that would be really hysterical. We're, we're gonna make him a gift <laughs> certificate for an a free weekend at our place with uh, dinner and all that, and he. It's a gag gift. It's why would, totally hysterical. Why on earth would he want a, a weekend here? He, he's nothing but here. He li- and he lives a quarter mile, you know, down the, not a quarter mile, but, you know, he lives just down the road. And it would be so funny, I think. So I think I'll make a really nice um, uh, gift certificate. Really fancy I know, I just, it up. I just, uh, I always um, think twice when trying to do sarcasm because. Oh, true. We think we're way does... funnier than they do. Well, sarcasm sometimes doesn't go over very well. Or we're not. Good enough with the language that people it's not communicated. It's not communicated well. Oh god! 
Well, we'll see. We'll let you guys know how it goes. So um, now that the uh, second half of February is here and spring is just around the corner, it is time to get going and planning your holidays. And we are starting to plan what is going on, going to be going on here for the 2014 season. And it's coming quickly. I've been fixing uh, toilets and, and, you know, getting the house ready. So, And Ashley's been doing her part, too. And putting together packages and all that kind of stuff. So what's going on for 2014, Ash? All right. Let's go. Whoops. Losing the mic. Um, let's go over a few things coming up this year. Exciting stuff, guys. Well, thank you. I'm having a hard time holding everything. Um, all right. So I think that our actually our spring wild edibles is full. So we'll move right on into May. Um, our Made in the Market Doc <laughs> wine and cheese tour artisan meat market trip and um, craft beer tasting and three cooking classes. That is May 18, uh, 13th to 18th, five nights, and it's 928 euro a person. And this is really cool because we're doing all things made here in La Marque, and that is a real taste of the region. Um, then in June, another five night package, the 10th to the 15th, we're doing a country, sea, and garden cooking classes. So a little bit of of, again, a taste of the whole area. So, but just in a, di- in a different season. In a different season, exactly. So the things will be really coming out of the garden, for example. And what we would get from the woods is definitely different. Um, but whoop, where am I? Well, that's the great thing about coming to Italy. And it, when you come from the difference between May to June or, yeah. or late April to June is, is huge. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a totally different place. And then all summer long, we're doing a weekend special, a three-night special, Thursday through Sunday, for 715 euro a couple. And that is going to be really fun because these um, three-night packages arrive Thursday night for pizza night. Um, which is always a big party. Then Friday morning, we go to the market and do the um, fusciani meat and cheese, go to have a taste of porchetta, go up to the um, colesi for beer, and then go out to lunch. Saturday, cooking class, and then leave Sunday. So it's a really great, like, pack it all in. If you only have three nights to get to the area, that you is... You get a, to see a ton. You get to see a ton and really taste a ton. And uh, that is, a for people who, like, Food. <laughs> That's a good one. Pizza, the market, whole thing, and then a cooking class. So that is seven fifteen a couple. A couple. That's an awesome price starting at, and um, three nights over the summer. I'll add more. Well, and of course, since I'm talking about it, we've got our Ford Slaughter Butcher. My most favorite, or, or, my most favorite package. I love that one too. Or what my brother calls it, murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill, baby. We're doing it too. Different weeks this year, the 28th of October to the 2nd of November and the 4th to the 9th of November um, due to popular demand. And we're going to be butchering and slaughtering and foraging and it's get your hands dirty. I'm sure you did a blog post about it last year. Oh my God, I know I have. Okay. (laughs) So if anyone's curious about it, go check out the blog. And that one's really popular. So I know it's the end of October, but. You should probably start playing. We do that. whole hog butchery. It's really cool. Whole it's- hog, whole hog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is that that's that that's basically the packages? Yeah, I mean we've got a few other things going on too, but those are the main ones. Really, the, um, I think the summer ones. So the, like, if you don't have a lot of time to come to La Marque, that is the best kind of three night jam it all in. And if you want, and if you are desiring something else, and you'd like yeah. Ashley to put together a package just it's my for pleasure. you, it's my pleasure. It would be my pleasure. Uh, coming up this weekend on Sunday, we have our, our continuing live cooking classes from Italy. This weekend, we are doing fennel two ways. Fennel, what is fennel? That crazy bulb that you always look at and have no idea what to do with it. Or it's like cut into huge slices in a salad and you're like, oh, this is huge piece of fennel so we're gonna do fennel with um blood oranges or you can get regular oranges it's citrus oh my season gosh, right now. we got an email from someone who said that um blood oranges where he was seeing were how much a buck 50 each a dollar a dollar 50 each which is ridiculous so if you if blood oranges are dollar fifty piece just buy regular yeah, yeah, yeah. naval florida oranges yeah it does not matter uh but it is orange season in the northern hemisphere right as we speak so where if you are living north of the equator, you should be able to find oranges oranges in season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do it as an antipasta with... Um, really beautiful and yeah, really light. Uh, with the shaved fennel and the oranges. And then we'll do it as a contorno. Or you can serve this as a side dish with a main course. Or you can serve it as an antipasta as well. Um, 
braised fennel in mm, the pan. Mm-hmm. And then for the main dish, we are going to be doing a matriciana. I the love this. Sauce of Lazio. It's my favorite. Lots of debate about this sauce. Everyone oh has. my God. Good God. We, I know. We're go- I got to prepare myself. We put a picture of, we were taking pictures with, we actually needed a picture for, um, a Matriciana one day. I don't even remember when it was. And all we had was fresh tagliatelle. So we yeah. tossed it with tagliatelle. I know you're not supposed to. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. Backlash. We, Pasta, please. And you even put it on the... I and you even, even put, put the it, story that Rosanna says specifically that she would have been horrified by the picture. Gaji's wife that it only goes with bucatini or spaghetti number five. Okay. We know this. Just relax. And, uh, so there's like a disclaimer about the picture and people just, oh my God, I can't believe you'd use this pasta. And it's like, whatever. The, first of all, the sauce is so freaking good. I'd use it on my finger. Okay. So, I don't care. <laughs> so, we'll be learning that one uh, this weekend. And I, if you don't have guanciale, pig's oh, cheek. Oh, if you don't have guanciale for the amatrachana, no problem. You can use pig, you can use pancetta, you can use bacon, um, anything, pancetta or bacon, you should be able to, everyone should be able to find one of those two things. But, traditionally, it is made with pig cheek. However, my brother tried to go get pig cheek, and he said it was in, like $30 a pound, which is what? ridiculous. So, listen, I don't want you guys to... Spend more on a pot of a matriciana than you, you know, than going out to dinner one night. So, listen, if you can only find bacon, say la vie. It's pork belly. It's fine. All right. All right. And the week after that, we're doing um, stock um, or brodo mm-hmm. and um, frittata with spring onions. And we're t- contemplating. I hope you're still thinking about it. Putting those spring onions in the fireplace grill. Yeah. I, I think that would be really that. fun. I have to order another camera so we can have a third camera for the fireplace but um yeah the they're going great um i'm doing my first private live cooking class this saturday so if that's something that you're interested in would like to have a private one-on-one class with just me and you live talk to ashley get yeah maybe sundays don't work for you and um you want to do it whenever saturday or a friday or a tuesday or a monday or it doesn't matter until the season starts i am pretty libero (laughs) (laughs) so that's that okay so we got all that wait no i wanted to talk about also um that the one on march 9th uh with the stock the frittata and the mussels and clams in white wine that one i'm so i'm already like hungry for that one but the one after that march 16th i think that one discuss um does i know we'll get into it way more as we get closer but that one i want people to think about early because it's kind of like a prep for easter like as a test run we're going to be doing ribolita which is just such a beautiful spring or summer soup and um with the stock that we made the week before um and so there's a rhyme there's a little reason to the rhyme but also we're going to be doing spring lamb and i think i'm in the oven yeah yeah, i think it's going to be gorgeous and we chose to do it a bit earlier for easter so you could give it a tesco you know and uh yeah lamb's expensive and it's not something you want to i am never a proponent of trying stuff out when you have a group or a party coming you need to do things that you've tested before or that you're comfortable doing no Let's give this a whirl and see how it goes. No, That's a and, bad idea. and something like the soup and the lamb, first of all, together, it's beautiful. Also, add a few other antipasti or salad. But you could feed a larger group with this if you're expecting to be hosting a party for Easter lunch or anything like that. So we'll get into that I know more. we put ribolita, but should we just change it to more of like a spring vegetable soup? Because... I'm going to, I know that there's going to be fava coming around. There's going to be peas coming around. There's going to, so should we? Ooh, maybe. Right now it says it? ribolita, but I can change it. I know. Because ribolita is really kind of fall. We, we'll talk about it after. Oh, yeah, with the kale. Yeah, kale and, and barlotti beans. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about all right, it after. All right. we, we can, you can leave the picture. All you're going right to do is now. change the title. You haven't sent out any recipes or anything. No. Okay, so we'll talk about that later. Alrighty, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this bad boy today. Um, we have been this one, huh? This, yeah. Can I sing my song? No. <laughs> We're gonna bring back our um, our segment of bitching about bureaucracy. Bitching about bureaucracy. <laughs> I want to have a jing. I wanted to make a jingle. <laughs> so, if you are a uh, listener to the podcast, you know that we have. I have been trying to get my Italian driver's license, or talking about it for the better part of three months. Much too long. <laughs> yes. So finally, I have bitten, ooh, bitten the bullet, and um, 
We are signed up and doing both of us. Scuola Guida or driving school. Or as you like to call it, the cartel. (laughs) So Scuola Guida is a cartel. Why do I say that? Because everyone is in cahoots with each other. No matter what driving school you call it, it is the same cost. The thing that the driving school does is they, instead of you having to run around bringing documents to different offices, state offices. Literally half a dozen different. It's a lot of steps. They consolidate and do everything there for you. So, for instance, before we can even get into a car, we had to get a um, doctor doctor document from a doctor saying we have sound mind and body. So, yesterday, we had to go to the um, what the family doctor in Urbania, you know, the doctor's mm-hmm. office where everyone goes, and meet with, with meet with the doctor at a cost of seventy euro plus. Value added plus EVA or tax, which is 22%. And basically what he does Wait, is, wait. Are we jumping right into what he does or are we telling the story surrounding the doctor's You're much office? better at telling the are story. Are we – like can we uh, – yeah, 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 we got to make this it. a bit richer. All yeah. right. <laughs> so this is – this is going to be a long story. <laughs> tuck in this for, is classic. Tuck in for bitch and butt bureaucracy. Hold on. Um, I'm going to another <laughs> cup of coffee. So this was Jason's first time going to the doctor's office, really. Being a part of it, going, um, yeah, so this is all brand new. So we first go into the back hallway, um, and there's this little kind of reception room, and you see your doctor's name, and there's um, pull, like numbers. You take a number to wait for your doctor. But it's not like the number sh- machines that must cost nothing because they're at every grocery store um, here. For, like, the meat counter or the bread counter. No, no, no. They don't have one of those normal pull tabs. They have homemade. Where you pull the numbers and it's a paper, a little paper number. Yeah, it's a weird shape. Yeah. It comes it's out. All, yeah. It's all done. Whatever. Yeah. It's everywhere. No, these are homemade. Probably made about 15, 20 years ago. Handwritten pieces of paper. <laughs> With the numbers. I don't even think they were laminated. Then you take your number for your doctor and you go to the waiting room of your doctor. Now, your waiting room, um, every two doctors shares a waiting room. It is so bizarre. So there's a couple offices, a couple waiting rooms, a couple offices, another waiting room. So as soon as you walk in with your number, it is like ants swarming you. Like, what number do you have? Whose number? So the number, here's the number I have. And all because... You're going to see Saucy, right? You're going to see Dr. Saucy? You're going to go see Saucy? I'm seeing Saucy. What do you need? Because how how long... They want to to gauge how much time you're going to be in there do you need a signature do you need a new prescription or do you need do you have a malatia do you have a sickness like it is hysterical it's all oldies no (laughs) privacy please that's not privacy and they all just want to know and get the numbers in order then there was a grande casino because um we found out numbers were out of order in the little stack the official stack at the front desk so some guy had to go back and get a different number so we had to recalculate whose numbers were whose this Happened every single time someone new walked into the <laughs> You had to identify who was next, who was before you, who was after you, and who was in there right now. And kind of talk about how long they've been in there and curious what they're talking about. Now, one girl came in and she just needed a signature on a piece of paper. So she kind of announced to the room that she, all she needs is a signature and she wanted to jump the line. I don't like jumping. I don't like line jumpers. I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of hemming and hawing, but the consensus was that it was okay for her to get a signature as long as – and everyone had to give the yay, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. we were the last ones, and everyone looks at us like the yay. And of course, I'm not going to say no. I don't care. No, exactly. But also it was because she was after – like she was going to be jumping in before Before us. us. But there was other people behind us, so everyone has to agree to it. Anyway – when she goes in and shuts the door, they're at, like, meaning yes, the like, door Yes, like, if the not- door stays open, it's like, all right, this is just a signature involved. Door closes. Who knows? You can't, now you can't. Nope. No, no looks can be thrown her way, nothing. So there was a lot of hemming and hawing. But before she even went in, Jason and I, you never know how long this is going to take. We brought some flashcards with us, and we're doing flashcards. And, Italian language flashcards. Yeah, and things like... Weird stuff for our, um, like the driving school stuff too. So like, what's the center medium called? And I don't know, kind yeah, of weird technical vocabulary that yeah. it's time to increase it's not like our good vocabulary. Morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the room, 
starts <laughs> very curious they're very curious you can hear some mumbling and then they just decided to start shouting out the words in italian and they don't know what they are in english at all but they would see the word in italian so and jason was Sparty waiting for tropical. me yeah and they'd all <laughs> they'd all yell it out it was hysterical then the woman the line cutter she comes over and was like oh uh good morning yes english i uh, speak some or some i don't know she started wanting to speak some english so jason said all right try this one and it was to freak out and she kept thinking that it was fuck out and it was hysterical because here we are in a doctor's office jason and i are the youngest people there by 20 years and this crazy lady is shouting the f word yeah and then starts saying vafankula oh we know what it means yes yes and We're like no no no, 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 no that's no. not at all what it was and she was like i can say this in english <laughs> So far, so that was, and in all in all, what did we wait a half hour? Yeah. And we're making, we're just, it's really not that bad. It's actually kind of great that you get no, to it, see everyone yes, in there. You saw like, um, a father, an old guy sitting in the room with us and it just so happens. I mean, Urbanian is not a whole lot bigger than Piobico. How big of this town is Urbanian? Five, 7,000 people. Okay. So we're waiting in line. Walks um right by walks this old man's son and his grandchild and he's like oh baba what are you doing here and they like run into each other at the doctor's office and i don't know everyone has to stop and they all know each other and oh let's get a coffee after oh and that's what you were saying that no wonder gaji always tell what you said gaji tells you about when he goes to work so when gaji <laughs> goes to work he is the cardiologist in the same deal he works in what's called an ambulatory or the doctor you know the doctor's offices and um He'll he at you know two times a morning at specific times he will stop get up you know he's done with the patient and walk out and go get a coffee, and he'll walk by twenty five people in a waiting room waiting to see him and he just <laughs> walks right out and we saw a doctor walk right by and I thought God this must be what these that's people, what you were saying like these people see the guy they're waiting to see just put on his hat and coat and walk out to go get a coffee and you know he's gone for 10 minutes and ts right exactly exactly okay so finally it's our turn and there's been a lot of discussion between jason and i before we go in as mentioned before jason calls this the cartel and is like this is all going to be bullshit there's no way and i keep thinking he's like they're just gonna sign off that we're gonna be in there for two seconds and i was like are you kidding me it's like we're going to the doctor they're going to take our height, our weight. Um, the, our, I was like, I think you're just scared that you're going to find out you've got high blood or high cholesterol. And he was like, are you kidding me? He goes, they're not doing any of that stuff. And I was like, what? And we just keep having these conversations. I'm thinking. Ashley thinks we're getting. A blood analysis. A blood analysis <laughs> workup. She wouldn't be surprised if they give me the finger up the butt test. <laughs> no, no, Ashley. They, this, is a, this is a racket. They want their easy money. Everyone's got their hand out in this getting your license process for 50 to 100 euro. I don't know. It's I ridiculous. The doctor's not that expensive. 70 bucks. They've got to be doing something. So we go in. They call our number. We're up. And um, we go in and sit down. And the guy is just enamored that we're Americans, first and foremost. Oh, grande. Grande. Americani. <laughs> So we tell him what we're looking for. Oh, yes. No problem. No problem. All right. He get oh, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. First of all, he did know what we were talking about. The crazy receptionist, first of all, half the people <laughs> we talked to we had no idea what we were talking about. We have a piece of paper, a card from the, the auto school, school. Yeah, that says what this document is. Yet half the people who we have brought it up to in the medical industry or in the car world have no clue they look at us like we're um speaking chinese so the reset the front desk receptionist when we <laughs> told her what we were here to see the doctor for had no clue what we she were just kept about. saying no no i have no idea i have what no you're idea about. i showed her the card <laughs> the piece of paper from the driving school which says the certificate that we needed just no. handshaking note we said that your other colleague at the other end of the hallway sent us here just saying you would know where to go no 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 idea um how about Six out of ten doors have this pr printed on it. The information, the information of about, cost and for different because that literally says certificato medico di familia. Yeah. That's exactly all we're looking for, and that's what she has no clue. Anyway, <laughs> so we go in, and he okay, okay. Where you? Where do you live? Um, whose patient are you? Well, we're your patient. Okay, okay. So he types in some stuff into a computer, and then pulls out two photocopied sheets of paper which took forever for him to find that was also really comical yes. he there's about i don't know 
18 questions on there. Sure. Okay. He fills in our name at the... <laughs> Doesn't matter if it was two or 20. <laughs> fills in our name at the top. Fills in our Codice Fiscale, which is like our tax code, basically our social, social security, security number, um, and where we live, and then runs the pen all the way down the no column. Doesn't ask us a single question on there. Stamps it, <laughs> signs it, stamps it, hands it back to us, and we're out of there. I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh my God, he's filling out at the thing, and he's not even asking us a single one of these questions. Do we have the sheet of paper? No, we no, had to turn co- it in. Oh, we turned it in. Basically, it was like... Are you... You have psychological you men- problems. Yeah, do you have and- any psychological problems? Are you mentally fit? Has anyone... Have you ever been admitted to a hospital for mental issues? Blah, blah. Do you have headaches? Blah, blah, blah. Do you hear voices? No. Instead, we're just looking around the room, which... <laughs> looks like an office. Was, where do they do examinations is what I want to know. There was no, no scale. No, there was, no, a, there was, there was one a regular bed cheap thing. scale like you find in your bathroom. Oh, yeah, I guess. It was pushed under a table. And like a cabinet with a bunch of, of like a pharmaceutical freebie shit. Yeah, and there was also a cuff for blood pressure. But other than that, it was a desk and a coat rack and bookshelves. And, and you noticed and the diploma. His diploma was gorgeous. So I couldn't help but notice it because it was gigantic. It took up the whole mm-hmm. freaking wall. And it was not on paper. It was on right. fabric, like a woven mm-hmm. fabric because the edges were all like um, – like the edges. Scroll. Like, yeah, like, the yeah, edges frayed. Of frayed. Like, frayed. Mm-hmm. It was just gorgeous. I couldn't help but notice it. I know, with color and design and, and stuff. And all done by hand. Like, all the drawings you could tell were done by hand and all the, the inlaid stamps. And the Italians love stamps. So mm-hmm. there was raised seals. But anyway, total racket. Total racket. Then we have to go back to Urbania later that evening. We with- were lucky. Let's, we got to say. Truth be told. He didn't charge us. He did not charge us. And that- this is when it comes in to be really lucky to be happy-go-lucky Americani and a real strange sight to see. Because <laughs> he, he uh, on his door, it said it is 70 euro plus, mm-hmm. plus that. And he said, don't know. worry about it. Don't which means he it. also knows what a racket. Yes. And basically, he said no to 200 euros. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, I guess. I yeah. guess he knows it's We were like, shit. oh my God, as we walked out of there, we felt so lucky. But we weren't done. We were not <laughs> done that day. So then we have to get what's called a Marco di Bolo, which uh-huh. is a tax stamp that you get from the tobacco shop. They used to be 14 euros, 62 cents, and now they've gone up to 16 euro. And basically any kind of document that you submit for any kind of state certificate or anything to do with anything has a little thing that you... It's, a, it's kind of like... Their notary here is really hardcore, like a lawyer and all of that. It's almost like, not a notarized thing, but it make, it's, makes it's it... It's a tax. It, I know it's a tax, but it makes it like that much more official to me. No, it's a way for them to get 16 bucks for anything you turn it's in. It's just a freaking piece of paper. For a little st- stamp. Anyway, so right, you're you, right. have to take, you have <laughs> to buy one of those. At, well, so we needed two. And then go back to the auto school because that day the official from the Department of Health will be there. So doctor number two for the day. Doctor number two for the day. So doctor number two, um, this was easy because he would con- – He this is part of what you pay for the auto school. So instead of having to go to his office, the auto school brings him in once a month and all the students who want driver's licenses do the eye test and right there. So uh, we go in with another piece of paper with the tax stamp on the top and our picture and we go into his – we go into the room with him. And he gives us an eye exam. Now, I'm used to read line one, read line two, read line three. No. Me too. He just wanted us to read one letter of three different lines just to make sure that, yeah, you don't need to read. It was about a two and a half minute test at most. Yes. (laughs) Then he shows you three different pictures from a colorblind wheel. And if you're supposed to see the numbers and stamps it four times and that's it. He puts the stamps and the signature on top of your photo, which I thought was hysterical. Well, to make sure you can't change the photo. I know, but I just loved it. Like, his three stamp signatures, the whole thing. It was, I don't know. I, I love those. He, hearing that tunk, tunk, it's just yeah, become such awesome, an Italian. Awesome. He wants 30 euros for yes. the two minutes of work. Yes. So now we are basically into this for... Before this is apart from the drive, the driving school does not pay for. This is not part of the driving school fee. We are in this already. We could have been a hundred euro for the for the doctor that morning, and now we're into it. Thirty euro, euro for this guy, and sixteen euro for the tax stamp per person. Per person. Mm-hmm. Total and racket. Do you want to talk about what you found out at the doctor? I've, I'm colorblind. Jason's disabled. I'm disabled. I cannot see greens on pinks from greens kind of it's kind of a bummer 
You just always said I've been colorblind. I know. Actually, it was incredibly vindicating. And I, I felt like – I felt top of the world, to be honest. <laughs> I, but then I also felt horrible that I was like, shit, he's colorblind. But I felt like I know it. <laughs> I felt, oh, I felt like, and he was like, can you believe this? And that's what he kept saying in the car. I said, we've been together 15 years. I've freaking been telling you this forever, and you never believe me. So I just – I was on cloud nine. I know that's horrible to say. So after whatever, <laughs> okay, you're st- uh, listen. I might be colorblind, but my vision is perfect. I know. You're- I think that's part of why I savor it a little bit because you have perfect and eyes. You're blind. I am so blind, and it drives me crazy. I'll have my glasses on, and he can still read something even farther than that. And it's just like, oh man. So I feel like this was my one little notch in the eye department. <laughs> savor it. I've got this. <laughs> so okay, so. Um- to wrap up this story. So getting out of there, we bring our certificates now that have been stamped 16 times by the guy who takes our eye test. We bring it to the front desk. He, in turn, gives us, I shit you not, six different <laughs> slips to go to the post office to pay. It was eight. It was eight? It was eight. It was three in the, of the red and then one of the black. <laughs> All these eight. different little fees. 25 euro for this. 16 euro twice for these two things. 200 euro for that. 75 euro for this. I have no idea what all these different No, I was so to. confused. I was like, I thought we'd just pay for everything right now. Like, why don't we just get this over with? We brought a bunch of cash. I, I want to pay all, everything at once with cash and be done with it. No, 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 no. They want to nickel and dime you every, like, I, I don't on it, your way to it that. It doesn't all go to the auto school. What I, this is what I mean by that everyone has their handout for 50 bucks. Mm. If you had to do this on your own, you would have to figure out the uh, – all, and all these people want wire transfers. It's not like you can go in and pay with a check. They want you to send the, th- these wired through the post office. So you would have to know the routing numbers, blah, 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 of all these six or eight different places to send the money. So that's why it's a racket. They make it so difficult to do that you have no choice but to use this service for auto school – at a cost of 700 euro each. <laughs> oh, my God. Needless to say, Jason is so excited. Not only that, I have to go to the stupid auto school three times a week. And all they do is sit you in front of a computer and give you practice tests. I can sit in yeah, front of... Yeah, it's not a... Um, it's not like you go in and it's um, I mean, a teacher doing a class. No, they, they'll answer any questions you have. No, but I mean, do you remember when you took driving school? Like, you yeah, sat in a room a with, class, like, 20 yeah. kids and they're going over a bunch of stuff. That's not how it is. You just go and do practice tests on a computer. They give you a book. You go and take We haven't even gotten tests. any book. Well, we haven't paid for anything. We haven't paid for the majority of it yet. They give you a book. They sit you down in front of... Com- there's computer time. You take the practice test. And if there's a section you don't know... They go over that section with you. The, here's the bitch of it, too. As we're filling out all this shit, the guy's saying, the old man who runs the place, there's, it's like a father-son duo. He says, it's, it's crazy that they don't take, um, they don't transfer um, driver's licenses from America because they do it from countries that don't even exist. And I was like, I know, we've gone over the list. And we've I thought, how we, we talked about the list on the podcast, too. But it was If you just, live in Japan and drive on the the opposite side of the road, no problem. It'll, it'll give you a uh, driver's license without without having to do this. You live in some nowhere African country, no problem. No problem. It's a racket, man. I, like I was saying on the raid home, I would rather just pay a thousand euro and not have to go through this because now we're it's going to be weeks of my life wasted towards yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. You're going to kick and scream every step of the oh way. Oh, my God. Just wait till we have to do the practice driving and we're in a car. When I have to do 12 hours in a car with, with Other teenagers. people. Uh-huh. Awesome. Awesome. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good, uh, good use of my time. All right, enough of that, that. So that is this week's installment of Bitch, Bitch about, about Bureaucracy. bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued, I am sure. Um, just to touch on it real quick, the Ital- the country of Italy has now is going to have a new government. We have kicked our prime minister out, and we're going to put a new one in. I don't understand it. It seems like not a really good way to get anything done, having a the, our, the current prime minister, Renzi. No, is that the new one? That's the new one. Letta. Mm-hmm. Letta was in office for 10 months. Well, I, I can't comment. I don't understand any of it. And all I do know is that there was no vote. No, it was uh, because he, he had that weird coalition because no one actually won. 
But so, I just mean no one elected this guy. No. It's so. a mess. Italian politics are such a mess. We're so screwed. Do you guys watch House of Cards? <laughs> <laughs> we binged watched it over Valentine's weekend. All right, all right. So that's our... That- no, but I'm just thinking politics and, and that idea of becoming... Getting in office without being elected. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is. Um, little weather burn, baby burn. What's burn, baby burn? We've been doing outside work. Oh yeah, it's been so warm. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Spring is like early spring here, so we have gotten to do what the it, one of the Godchers' favorite jobs. Oh, burn hillsides. Burn, baby. Burn. So I grew up in California, where <laughs> you in the summertime or any time of year, like for like uh, grass fires or burning things or throwing any like. Think about it. Matches. Two things that were huge killers in California: black mold and wildfires. Yeah, those two things are embraced heavily yeah, yeah. here. Embraced you live with black mold; every house has it. Basically, they're like, "Who cares?" And you learn to burn your hillside. <laughs> so we did our annual. Usually, we do it about this. Yeah, maybe and, a little later. Well, the past couple of years we've had snow this time. It's been cold. Um, Gaji gets a torch or his tree branch that he's currently smoking on mm-hmm. and lights the uh, hillside that runs along the road in front of our house absolutely on fire. Like, shoot, the whole valley. Well, this time smoke. it was really raging because uh, we had, it was a really windy day. And boy, it took that flame with it. And you guys burnt a nice chunk of the... Uh, it's so satisfying. The it fire, is so satisfying. Fire does a better job at cleaning a hillside in five minutes than I can do in five days. It is satisfying. But the way you... Uh, we burned some of the bushes. Yeah, we did. Burn. It did we got a little crazy with ourselves. It's all right. They'll, they'll grow back. It'll grow back. It'll grow back. But we did. We started clearing the hillside and the bushes. I was cutting the um, the... What do you call them? Just bushes, I guess. The hedges? Yeah, the hedges. Thank you. And topping them off and everything. It's a ton of work. It's good to get started, though. It feels really good to get started in February. And get starting to move, mm-hmm. so hopefully I won't feel as fat come... Uh... No. Conflicting reports. One good friend says we don't look as fat as we did last year, and Jason's brother said we, we look fatter than ever. <laughs> Either way, we're fat. But... Uh... This time of year brings me to you want to, we'll talk about planting seeds real quick. Um, this uh, I we got our seeds in the mail that we're going to do for this year. Carolyn, our neighbor down the road who has the greenhouse, she does the ordering of the different you know the new varieties of everything we're going to plant this year. A couple of things that we're going to add is a uh, tomato called a dottorino, and look it up. It's a small. Oh, we're going to start growing those. You yeah, love, I love those. those. <laughs> I use dottorinos to make my um, Papa Al Pomodoro. It's a very small, sweet mm-hmm. uh, tomato, like a grape shape. It's got a very um, thick. It's got like a. It's thick think skin. of a sweetness of like yeah, a grape, or, way sweeter than a cherry tomato. And yeah, it's got a. It almost looks like a Christmas light or something. The it's way an oblong shape, mm-hmm. really, it's a little really nip good. at the end. Um, other new ones that we're gonna do. That's there was. Uh, I don't remember. I don't have them in front. Some of me. other peppers and stuff. I know you guys. We've been just so hooked on. Um, spicy peppers yeah we're gonna uh oh um peruvian uh original heirloom potatoes oh yeah i want to do those um we went the purple potatoes we went to the fritz museum in bruges the french fry museum (laughs) and they talked all about potato the the most interesting part i thought was the potatoes Mm -hmm. and how potatoes are originally from south america i think it was peru i think so too and potatoes come in all these crazy colors and uh, these weird like patterns on the inside and they're not kind of the veins. Yeah. And they're not, they're tubular. They're not tubers. They're not really roundish mm-hmm. oblong, like a cultivated potato is. So I want to do some of those. This kind year. of more fingerling style, like that kind of yeah, shape. That kind of shape. Um, and of course, Gaji is totally not on board. No, Gaji is <laughs> not on board at all. He calls it, uh, I don't even want to repeat what he calls it. Yep. But, yeah, um, I don't think we can. He's if it's outside of the normal. Well, Dottorini tomatoes are okay. Oh yeah, but, but otherwise it's Peruvian like potatoes and <laughs> those kind of things. No, but if you have not ordered your seeds or uh, gotten your garden plan going yet, I think you need to get on that this weekend. I know we've got some listeners and um, old guests from. Texas, for example, who were emailing me saying that they've started their garden and Have getting a you bunch rotated of rotated your crops. Do oh. you know what should go next? When when are we getting the fertilizer? 
um, not an- fertilizer, but Pierangelo has the it all. delivery of poop. It, Pierre, well, I'm not <laughs> going to put the poop. I'm not going to put a poop pile in front of the garden like two, three That's years ago. Basically, was my oh question. my god. Hey, if you want to, if you want a uh, ridiculous, ridiculous um, infestation of, <laughs> of, fly, of flies, take a couple of dump trucks full of horse and cow manure, fresh, and, fresh, and dump it in front of your garden which is eh, 50 meters from your house, see what happens. It's a great way. It's a good experiment. <laughs> your neighbors will love you. <laughs> so this year I've learned I'm going to leave the poop at Pierangelo's to age, and then when I'm ready, he will fill up a dump truck and bring it over, and then we'll just extend it. and then Okay, that's, that's a good idea. Better. That is a way better idea. <laughs> We're learning. Hey. Rome wasn't built in a day. Oh my gosh. Speaking of Pierangelo, the neighbor, we've talked about him before. He brings our wood and cuts our um, herbe, our, our, he does our big farming um, equipment and stuff. He stops by the other day. We're just um, on the street and he stops the car. And what kind of car was he driving? I don't know. Like a little, like one of ours, like some kind of Citroen <laughs> or whatever. And it is full packed in this is so i'm trying to say it's a little car like you'd see in the city it's a t- yeah not a, a four-door tiny subcompact car yeah it's, this is not a pickup truck or anything like that and it is filled with 80 hens or baby 80 chickens. baby chickens and it was just hysterical in, in, in big in big brown boxes with holes just, in them i mean to the roof all, i mean every front seat, front seat back seat everything's laid down and it is just packed and i thought i wish i should have taken a picture of this and he was complaining about the price because he had to pay like 10 cents more it went from three eight three euro eighty a little chick to four euro yeah 20 cents and he was up in arms but it was just hysterical because he's he's an absolute character and just to see this full car drive away with the boxes i don't know it cracks me up i love it it's great so um what that's else what's going on around yeah. our neck of the woods we are uh, i found something interesting on the local the oh, local yeah the local dot it which is a english language um i'm sorry italy's news in english they don't sponsor us or give us any money, but they should because we talk about them on the podcast all the time. It's not a place for long articles of no. things, but it's just great snippets. Yeah, you can get an idea of what's going on, and then if you want to research further, exactly. there's links at the bottom. Or if you're coming to Italy, great talking points or those kind of things. So if anyone out there is listening for, uh, and works at the local, hey, we'd be wonder- we would love to sponsor... Have you sponsor us. Have you sponsor us. We don't want to sponsor you. you We're open. Us. Yes, we will... We are definitely open to that. <laughs> so one thing caught my eye because it's mostly a bunch of um, this, this – lately this week it's been a bunch of uh, political stuff and I don't want to get into that. But um, we want to do the top ten most romantic places to propose in Italy because a lot of you are maybe coming to or wanting to come to Italy. And if you're not looking to propose, maybe just want to go to a nice romantic spot. Yes, all right, so the first one. So we figured we haven't looked at these at all. We figured no. we'll go through them and we'll comment as we go and maybe add a few of our own. Go ahead, Jay. Okay, Orange Gar- uh, the Orange Gardens in Rome. Beautiful. Impress your lover by taking them up the Aventine Hill and along Via di Santa Sabina. At the end, you'll find Rome's secret keyhole. Look through the Knights of Malta's Garden and see St. Peter's Basilica perfectly framed. It is really pretty up there. I've been up there a few times, and that keyhole is awesome. It's a really great perspective to see um, St. Peter's Basilica. And it is the Orange Grove. Beautiful spot. Um, thing about Rome is you once you see the historic city center, you have to get out. There's, like, spots... There's no, like, downtown Rome, you know, like, financial center of Rome. Is there? Well, there's, like, the shopping areas yeah, I, and things well, like yeah, that. yeah, but there's no, like, um, like all the cool stuff to do over the aqueducts or this oh. thing is kind of outside of the historic city center. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you might not think it, but getting a tour guide for the day in Rome, um, I, I know I think I've talked about it before, seeing the Vatican stuff, but um, my grandpa came to visit and he had just had surgery and was a bit having a hard time getting around. So we hired a tour guide with a car and we got to see some of these kind of off the beaten path um, spots, which was really cool and a great way to get around. What's number two, Jay? Number two is the Porto Venere, Gulf of Poets in Linguiria. I've never been to Linguiria. We need no, to go. I know. Um, what better place to propose than surrounded by landscapes that are said to have inspired writers such as Lord Byron and Percy Bysshe Shelley? Obviously, I've never read Percy Bysshe Shelley. 
Uh, while any stretch of this bird- beautiful northwestern coastline will do, heart, uh, head to rocks around the seaside town of Porto Venere, Venere, where a grotto was named after Byron. It looks absolutely beautiful. We've never done the Cinque Terre or any of that. No, I don't really want to do the Cinque I don't really care. It seems touristy to me. But I would like to go to Linguaria or this part of Linguaria. Number three. Oh, Doge's Palace in Venice, of course. I don't know if Doge's. It's Doge's. Sorry, Doge's. Oh, yeah, it's no. I just see Uh, D-O-G. I just think it's Dodgeball. Yeah. He's seen the Dodgers. I wouldn't, though. This is a beautiful place, but I wouldn't. I would not propose no. there. First of all, throngs of tourists. <laughs> yes. Horrible. What? What did you say? Oh, that guy just stole the ring in my hand? <laughs> like, I, I, this is not some cruise ship disembarking or... No, this is not the place to propose wrong. Move along. Okay. Venice is beautiful, but... Should I read the little caption or no? No. Okay. Ashley poo-pooed that one. Venice right. is pretty. If you're going to visit, do it in the complete off-season, like January. Or do or get there, like, wake up early and walk around, because once those cruise ships drop off... 50,000 people, forget it. Horrible. And the warmer it is, oh, it just gets tighter and tighter. Spring there is really pretty. Positano, the Amalfi Coast. Oh, this is like total Trent and Trudy. Like, oh, you're such a card. Well, hold on. (laughs) What's Trent and Trudy? Trent and Trudy is the, um, this is Jason and Ashley's alter ego when we travel. No, it's not. It's not our alter alter ego. ego. It's our fake personality when we are in a place that is like Positano. Trent Trent would be wearing khakis. It's our yuppie version. It's the yuppie version. Yeah. Trent wears khakis and dock shoes. He has a sweat. He has a polo shirt on and a sweater tied around his neck. Yes. What's What's Trudy in? All Ralph Lauren and sweater as well. Cardigan is a must. And sensible shoes, sensible shoes, sensible haircut. And I like, we like to say, Oh, you're such a card. Trent, Trent you're such a card. <laughs> oh, Trudy. <laughs> so that's when we went to Positano, you saw a lot of Trent and Trudy's. That being said, we also gorgeous. stayed another extra night because it's so gorgeous. Super expensive, yes. totally worth it, and <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. So it's a dream place that isn't quite real. John Steinbeck, the celebrated American author, reportedly said of Positano in the 50s. Uh, it's thought of stiff competition to be widely described as the most romantic spot on the Amalfi Coast. For almost a guaranteed yes, propose on the balcony of your rented, colorful, yet crumbling apartment. <laughs> yeah, the, the places you stay are just in total disarray because they know you're going to come there regardless. Also, something really interesting. I remember the best places we ate in um, along the Amalfi Coast were not on the water. In no, fact, up. they were the ones higher up. Weirdly enough, one of the best restaurants was along the side of the road and cliff road that you drive. And you would think, what? This is so weird. But it's all the touristy shit right down at the water's edge. If you want to get a good meal in Omafi, we found you go up the hills, mm-hmm. not down towards the water. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Any any city on the Amalfi is Yeah, gorgeous. and it is, it is. I mean, it's just stunning. Again, touristy. So. Yes. What do we have as number five? Uh oh! Click to continue. Here we go. Volterra. Uh, Terramina. Oh. Uh, Terramina, Sicily, the ancient theater. What a better way to get the fires burning than proposing the shadow of a vol- volcano. The town of Terramina sits on the Sicilian coast next to Mount Etna, the island's famous volcano, which continues to erupt with dangerous regularity. It's erupting right now. Uh, head uh, to the town's ancient theater to pop the question. All right, let's talk. We've been to Terramina. Okay, T- Terramina is Trent and Trudy too. Yeah, Terramina is real, <laughs> real trendy and real touristy. Yes, really expensive. Super Sicily expensive. Is not that expensive. No, I would say there's so many other places in Sicily. Unless you really like the, I mean, it is very picturesque, like Positano. However, it's very much more not manufactured. But oh yeah, manufactured. Like it's all shopping, and I don't know. I feel. I like... I found the shops were just um, shops that you can find in any i know anywhere in I don't europe know. it's pretty and we stayed there and we enjoyed it but i i have to say i like syracuse better for example like uh, ortigia uh, yeah um uh, mount etna is incredible there's a lot terramino is on top of it's, it's you have such an incredible it's view an incredible of etna view. go to terramino for the day yeah and don't go stay there because their restaurants kind of suck that's true um, remember we was, i think we like ordered pizza or did. something the uh the views are spectacular. It's really expensive, and um, there's other places you can stay. I mean, there. why Terramina is so beautiful is like we said, you have this incredible. You're higher up 
on this hill. You're not down at the water. No, so you're, you're not, not you on the down, water. Yeah. You, but you have these incredible views. So you're looking down on the water and almost not a bird's eye, but a straight across view at Etna you're, from like your hotel balcony. And you just think, oh my God, it's stunning for the views. And it's very picturesque walking around, taking some photos, but there's not the substance, the authenticity yeah, or the grit. Like I would still say napoli like not as a romantic place but like there's way more i don't know something yeah it, it's it's tourist it's it's manufactured it's all right moving along from termina okay uh next one oh. julia <laughs> uh, juliet's balcony in verona i disagree again <laughs> those are the perfect pr- proposal spot what better side of the greatest love story ever told what okay okay i majored in theater i love shakespeare <laughs> Yeah, we all know this is not really This real. is not really Juliet's balcony. No. I don't know. Please. There's so many proposed on an, an empty, quiet beach somewhere in Verona's Italy. Verona's gorgeous. Verona's beautiful. But some of these things seem seem just a little bit like cop-out cheesy. Cliched. Yes. All right. Don't go to... Don't... Don't, like don't what, propose maybe it. it's cliched, but I'd say a hot air balloon ride in, in Montesi in the sunrise. Like that's gorgeous. Okay, uh, Bellagio and Lake Como jutting out into the water where the two sides of Lake Como meet. Bellagio boasts the most picture perfect location on the Italian lakes. Propose on the promenade and uh, complete your romantic getaway with a boat ride around the lake or a stroll in the mountains. I <laughs> stroll in the mountains. Uh, lake Como is beautiful. Uh-huh. I've never stayed because we cannot afford it. Yes, um, so we can't really comment so much. Normally, we've gone through it when we're passing through to visit our friends in Zurich or something or in uh, the lake. So. The lake districts are. Gorgeous. Lake it is. Como is the most famous, the most expensive, and the most packed. Lago and Gu- you can try to find George Clooney's house. <laughs> um, but there are several lakes in that region, and another one to kind of check out that will be less crowded and less expensive is Lago di Garda. Yes, that is hugely popular with our guests as well. Uh, we found a lot of people, not so many. I think Lake Como is for a richy rich crowd I think we so don't too. have a lot of people going to Lake Como. No, just our richy rich friends. Just the richy <laughs> rich friends. Okay, so next one, but I'm sure I'm sure it's gorgeous. Number 8. Number 8. The Rose Garden in Florence. Hundreds of lovers watch the sunset from Florence's famed viewpoint. Piazza Piazza Michelangelo beating off the bag sellers and talentless buskers. <laughs> talentless just, buskers? Yeah, unknowingly just steps away from the Tuscan city most romantic spot. Down a few stone steps is the Rose Garden. Same sunset, same view with flowers. It's true. It's kind of hidden. The Rose Garden is absolutely beautiful. Um, Florence. Just like you were saying about Rome, any time you can get outside of it and have a kind of a look back is really, it's really nice. It's even nicer than being in Florence itself. Um, of course, we don't need to go into what's in Florence because pretty much if you're someone into Italy, you know about Florence. Not my favorite. No, we, we, we prefer Siena over Florence. But that's because we, we like to hate. Uh, the Blue Grotto in Capri, a short ferry ride from Salermo in southern Italy. Capri deserves its title as the Island of Dreams. Ooh. An escape to the Mediterranean island will present ample romantic moments, but none quite so memorable as a trip to Capri's Blue Grotto. Take a boat ride into the caves and propose above the glowing blue waters. Yes, absolutely gorgeous. The... the, um, the Two islands, Capri and its sister Ischia, off the coast of Napoli. Or this says you can get one from, where is it? Positano. No, so, uh, right from uh, Salermo. Um, there probably is one there, uh, uh, boat ride there. Let's talk about Capri for a minute. Okay. First, first you of all, want to tell the story. Yes. First of all, you might be thinking, where's Capri? You mean Capri. <laughs> so we were. Um, <laughs> Before we moved to Italy and we were planning to move, we might have told the story before, but we went, um, this was actually when we were looking for going to our, for our honeymoon, we went to the, um, tourist office in New York and the Italian, Italian board of tourism for all of the United States is for North America. Yeah. And we're talking with this woman and we're, she's giving us some information. We're saying we're going to be in Italy all this time. Um, where do you recommend? And she's just giving us like the stock answers and which was kind of a bummer. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Rome, Florence, Venice, whatever. Like, where do you live? And she was like, I'm from Capri. And I said, Oh, Capri. Like, 
I three, three or four times you corrected her. I corrected a woman who was from this island on the way she said her own island. I, I'm so embarrassing and so retarded and classic me that I'll never forget it. But um, well, she probably won't either. Probably not. But so that's uh, so it's definitely Capri, not Capri. Capri if um, you want to sound a bit more Italiano, but also it is much more touristy Capri than Ischia. Uh, yeah, Capri has the docks for the cruise ships. So again, it just gets absolutely nuts. So again, I would disagree with this list and instead of capri i'd say ischia which if any of you have seen the talented mr ripley and i'm sure many of you have rewatched it or seen it recently due to the death of philip seymour hoffman who was in it um the actor great creepy beautiful film and um a lot of it actually when they talk about being on in capri takes place in ischia on this island and it is beautiful much less uh touristy uh cheaper and absolutely freaking gorgeous it's one of those places I, I i dream about going back you can get the ferry to ischia or capri from the same ferry dock yep. from napoli or this one said uh further south and i'm sure it's true um and it's just i don't know there's not so many habitants um inhabitants like how many i don't think there's a lot of people who actually live on capri. i don't either i just think it's it's got the it's got the cruise ship dock so yeah, it's done each one of those cruise ships holds six, eight thousand people. So and those islands are not big. No. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Iski is known for its uh, thermal waters. Mm-hmm. It has these natural cold springs and hot springs, and um, that's what it's really popular with Germans. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of people in Tevas and black socks. Listen, I'll take the Tevas if I don't have to take the um, cruise ships. That's true. Iskia. Iskia, do it. All right, next uh, one. Oh, hold on. One one other thing. These caves, I'm sure, are gorgeous. But just like we just uh, when we went to the caves, the Frasasi caves, to look at the stalagmites and stalactites last week with uh, with Craig, it's awesome. But they will run a oh, thousand yeah. people at a time through there. So it's kids and and these caves echo. So if you're in the height of the season, these there's going to be you and fourteen other boats full of twenty people in these caves. And it's going to be hard to hear yourself think. When we were in Greece last year at this time, we did a cave, um, a boat cave trip. And it was just us. It was so incredible. And we kept thinking the infrastructure set up at this place, they were preparing for opening for the next season. And you could see the way they had all the parking and for the tour buses and the lines to be set up and how many boats they had. You could just, you're, you're starting to do the numbers. We work in tourism. You're thinking, oh my God, how many people like are they bringing through here? And for us to be the only boat was so tranquil and quiet and um, stunning and it just made it a bit more magical than like Jason is saying exactly having a school group come through or, you know, all these kids and stuff and just having it be so loud in there that think about that when you're going on, um, those kind of cave trips for oh, sure. Oh man, we are we're the haters of oh, this. Oh uh, my god. I knew this would be on the list, that's why I brought it up. Love walk on the Cinque Terre. Um I do I mean look how pretty it it's is. It's gorgeous, but again Let's go just take some pictures. Again, there's no cars and it every person that we have talked to that has <laughs> either come from or been there say it's great, but it's a traffic jam on the hiking trails. Mm-hmm. And I, we heard the Germans are uh, feisty with their sticks. Yeah, yeah. The Germans <laughs> get fast and loose with their walking sticks. <laughs> so it's picturesque and it's beautiful and it's absolutely, you know, um, spectacular. But unless if you're going to go in the tourist season anywhere between May, you know, April and October, it's going to be absolutely crazy packed with people. So I don't know if it's a great place to um, propose. True. If you're a hiker walker. Like, yeah, but you get down on one knee and then you get some German guy who gives you an elbow and a uh, walking stick to the side of the head to get out of the way of the trail. If you like to hike, I'd say do it up in the Alps. Go up to Alpe de Susi yeah, and go up to the Dolomites, go to Dolomites and go for a gorgeous hike. You're not going to see the sea, but it's just going to be you or, up there on these alpine meadow hills. Or Valley, Valdi Valdi Austa. Mm-hmm. We, learned, we learned that we were saying that one all wrong. Um, so the number, what is this? Number 10? That's it. Oh, number 10 of 10. Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre. Pretty. So yeah, we poo-pooed that whole list. I know. What would you put on the list? Where, where do you think's romantic out here? I, like I said, the hot air balloon, I know it's a little cliched, but that is really spectacular and something completely different. Well, see, I'm one who likes 
I think it's I think a the middle of nowhere with rolling green fields and you know the one tree in the middle of the field and the brook and that's me. But some people like the they think you know being on the Spanish Steps is the most romantic mm, thing, even oh though God. there's a million people everywhere and people mm-hmm. trying to sell you and hawk you different stuff and all that. So to each their own, my friend. Ah, oh, there you go. But we've been married. I'm married. I don't. I don't have to do. I don't have to think of that crap anymore. It's true. So romantic. <laughs> so this romantic. One. Oh, I almost forgot. We took down some of the sausages. They've been curing really well. And I just thought we could do a quick update on that. Also, because when Gaji popped over the other day with Rosanna to have lunch and wanted to have some of the sausages, um, they were so good. He cut down some of his and we ate a bunch of them. Well, <laughs> Gaji came over. Gaji came over and he wanted to have lunch with him and Rosanna. They were just doing, they were just in, they came uh, from the, from Fano for a couple hours to do something. We didn't have anything ready. We had nothing. And they brought just, they brought like a, a wedge of cheese and a <laughs> loaf of bread, bread and some they, bread. They like travel with their favorite type of bread. Yeah. And they just wanted to have a, a, a dried sausage, some salad and a little crust of bread. So I went up and I got um, a rope of sausage, dried sausages down. Now, Gaji made, we made them together, but Gaji put a red ribbon on the ones that were his. So I got his because I thought if I put the ones that are ours, he'd be like, why are you bringing these? I want to try my sausage. Exactly. Even though they were all made at the same time the, yeah. of that batch. Yeah, because that's the way he is. He's a ball mm-hmm. buster. So I thought, oh, I'm going to outsmart him. I'm going to pull down his so he can't say, I want to try mine. Well, he starts we're, eating we're, them and he looks. Uh, and they're just, they're delicious. They're delicious. We get, he doesn't realize it. And then he gets to the little red ribbon on the rope and he goes, you pulled down my sausages? <laughs> I go, yeah, why not? He goes, we just, we just ate six sausages. He starts I- counting them and he's like, wait a second. You owe me six sausages. <laughs> He's like, I brought the bread. I brought the salad. What do you What do you bring into this party? He's like, Ann, you cut down my sausages, and I said, at least they're good. And they were. They God, this year, I don't know. Maybe it's oh, just yeah, the early. I, I think I like them when they're still early, like this. Yeah, they're softer. But um, the sausages are uh, put, starting to get put under the uh, vacuum seal. The salamis are mm-hmm. almost done. And um, we're starting to eat our. We had some leftover sausage meat yeah, from the fennel. Sausage. We didn't have enough. Um, we didn't casing. have enough casing, so I had like two kilos of just the the meat. That's like uh oh oh darn shoot mistake. That it's like that kind of sort of. Well, I had I had a I had to put it in the fr- I had to freeze it because if it was just sitting in the fridge, it was like, what are you gonna make with me today? <laughs> <laughs> we eat a lot of sausage. No, well, no, we, but seriously, like three times a week. No, tw- once or tw- well, it's hard because when you have. <laughs> Couple of hundred, 150 kilo of sausages upstairs, it's just easy to go, hmm, let's go pull one out. And they're delicious. They're absolutely delicious. I know. I know. All right. Uh, let's bring it home. I don't got We got it. our song. Oh, we got the song of the week. Yeah, what's the song? Um, You're right next to it. Hold I think on. it's by Minka. Who's number one? <laughs> Super Mina. Mina. Oh, Mina, not Minka. Sorry. <laughs> we have no idea who this woman is. I don't, but Rosanna told me about her. Okay. Her name is Mina. And uh, it's Rosetto Sul Coletto. What does that mean? Lipstick on the collar. Ooh. So enjoy the music. Um, you have to bring it home. I know. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's Nothing else? No. All right. It's time to get hit in the road. Um, so thank you for tuning in, listening to us. As Jason always says, share it with a friend. We thank you guys so much for um, passing it along and leaving comments and feedback on um, iTunes, iTunes or, Stitcher. or Stitcher. It really, really helps. And um, you guys know I love the numbers game. And <laughs> so you can find us at latavalamarque.com. Uh, you can send us an email at info at latavlamarque.com or Facebook at latavlamarque, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram, Instagram at Ashley Bartner, A-S-H-L-E-Y-B-A-R-T-N-E-R. Instagram, follow us because I put a lot of behind the scenes stuff or stuff that's not really on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. But um, how do you spell latavlamarque? L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, arrivederci. Ciao, enjoy me now. Tracce di rossetto, son sul tuo colletto, trova qualche scusa, sai che son gelosa, tu mi devi dire chi oggi t'ha baciato, non tenere stagli, dimmi com'è stato, non il mio rossetto, c'è sul tuo colletto, quello che io ho. Oh,
tuo colletto quello che io uso ha un colore rosa dimenticato che appartengo a te ed ogni bacio dato devi darla a me 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 sentire media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.